Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. to the Green Meridian podcast. This episode is about organizing your time as a designer. I think we can all agree that landscape design and outdoor construction work is really frenetic. We talked about it in our first episode. You've got not just the myriad of plant materials to think about, of course, but also all of the nuances found when we work with wood and stone and metal and water, not to mention electricity and fire. Throw in a workforce that often may not speak your language and the necessity to satisfy the aesthetic desires of a client that may or may not know what they want, and a spouse that doesn't arrive on the scene until Act 3 wanting a complete rewrite, and, well, you need an organized toolbox at the ready. How do we keep it all organized? When we have clients to call, materials to order, plans to draw, estimates to complete, and billing to do? Oh, and we have a spouse and kids and maybe a life to think about? I saw a cartoon in The New Yorker once, a cop is leaning on the driver's side window of a car writing a ticket. Inside, the driver has a laptop in the passenger seat, a cell phone in his hand, the radio blaring, and a notepad in his lap. And he looks up and says, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I was driving. Like a distracted driver, your work will pull you in all directions. Me, I complain whether I have too much work or not enough. It's kind of like the weather. I like whatever weather we're not having at the moment. But I do know what world I'd rather live in. If you're successful, God forbid, folks are going to call you. The only thing worse than having too much business is not having enough. Having known the latter, I'll take the former. With that in mind, let's spend a few minutes talking about how you choreograph your time as a designer. You want to be able to jujitsu your effort in order to be able to create a maximum impact with the least amount of work. To me, this is resolved by recognizing repeated tasks, simplifying and predicting the next steps, and then automating this work so that it is easily accessed and importantly, it's quickly responsive with a set beginning and a clear ending. If you're gonna do this well, you'll have to take all the facets of your life into consideration. First and foremost, look at your important family responsibilities because you will have to build all around these. You don't want to miss your daughter's baseball game or your son's recital, not to mention your anniversary or the upcoming family reunion, unless you're in my extended family, in which case you'll be rearranging your sock drawer when the family reunion rolls around. You'll want to fit in times to decompress with personal hobbies, activities, and travel. You might want to go throw rocks in a pond this weekend, or hey, you might want to fly your golf stream to Monaco for a game of Baccarat Saturday. Who knows? Whatever it is. Fit time in to recharge. I'm thinking that you should have enough time left to fit in a full-time job once you do that. If not, you're so not ready to be in this business. But hey, I'm assuming that you are ready and loaded for bear. So let's talk about the predictable facets of our work, whether it be in landscape design, design build, contracting, or landscape care. 
Note that we'll be talking about design-build office systems in another episode more comprehensively, so look for that when you can. First of all, let's consider all of our basic work stuff. I like to organize lists like this into categories of a dozen items. It makes it easier to understand. We're primarily talking about a calendar choreography here, but also importantly, office organization as well, as that impacts your time so much. In a design-build company, overall obligations and your time might be spent working in the following 12 categories. One, staff setup and HR management. This has to do with hiring, onboarding, and things of that nature. Number two, office tasks, including accounting, material coordination, basically all of the office choreography that you can think of. Three, marketing, advertising, social media, and promotion. Four, lead follow-up, a critical series of procedures that center on your CRM or your client relationship manager software, something else we'll be talking about in another episode. Client meetings, scheduling of consultations and determinations of fit, that's number five. Six, estimating, preparing takeoffs and determining pricing and availability. Number seven, planning, mapping, sketching, drawing, and printing plans. Number eight, construction scheduling. This paramount activity is choreographing what is going on where and for how long. Number nine, proposals and presentation, the process from organizing and preparing your proposal to how you put together a presentation. This is separate from estimating. And number 10, project management, all of the actions related to supervising and managing ongoing outdoor project activities. Number 11 is walkthrough, follow-up, punch list, and warranty considerations where you're being responsive and following up to close out a project and ask for a referral. And then number 12, networking and collaboration activities, which is a key part of reinforcing and expanding your business. Compartmentalizing each aspect of your work allows you to easily access and sort all of your activities so you can get more done. Plugging apps and software into both your phone and your laptop can make your day much easier. So let's get started with some basic ideas around that. The first thing to consider is you need to set up a file management system. You need a consistent naming convention. That is, you name your files in the same way each time. So that if you need to go find something a year from now, everything related to the Smith job is listed in the same way. For example, what, what I'm used to doing is the name of the client followed by the date and then the initials of the person doing the activity. It might be Smith Proposal 070522AB, you know, and that tells me exactly what that is, who it's aligned to, everything sorts together, and it's consistent throughout. The drawings would be named similarly, and everything is organized together. So you need that consistent naming convention. You need to think about how many repeated messages you sent out, lead responses, meeting setup emails, work order responses, hiring and thank you emails, decline project thank yous, it goes on and on, but you do it the same way all the time. You're gonna find yourself retyping things over and over. If you don't use it already, Gmail and Outlook both have dictate features where you can actually talk to your email. So set those up so that you can speak clearly, effectively, and multitask and, uh, you know, save that uh, ergonomic issue around using your keyboard all the time. Um, you'll also want to set those emails up as templates so you can cut and paste them if you can. Though all of that should become templates to ease your communication. Make shortcuts everywhere. 
On your phone, set up pages of folders that are related to suppliers, contacts, and note-taking and task apps. A phone folder with all your staff contacts if you have employees. Enter anybody incoming as a call as a new contact. And then when they call you, you can answer the phone like, hey, Jody, thanks for calling. And the client feels like you remembered them and it feels very personalized. Folks love it when you answer knowing it's them. Let's talk about some easy and basic tools for organization. For email, you're probably using Gmail or Outlook. So use templates like I talked about earlier, and then also set up signatures that are automated for your uh, address and phone number and your company logo and that type of thing. So they come up professionally on any document. You're probably using some kind of office system, whether it's Excel or Word. You might be using Google Docs or Sheets or something of that nature as well. Excel and Word uh, in combination could be your go-to estimator and proposal. That's what we've been using for almost 20 years, and it's very comprehensive the way we've developed it. So it's quite easy, and it's inexpensive to use. Tie all of these to your phone as well and practice accessing that. Don't make it some esoteric weird thing that you have but you don't use. Make sure that you can access it, including printing from your phone if you can possibly do that. That will make your life easier. One thing I do is I set up Google Chrome tabs, which enable you to turn on your computer and when it opens up, all of your interactions are available as folders immediately and you can start accessing and using them. So set Google Chrome tabs to open up on all of your often used apps at one, all at once at startup. You should also try to set up all of this stuff to work on your phone as well, of course. What else do you need? Let's talk a bit about apps and software that are available to you that will streamline your day. The first one I want to mention is Asana, A-S-A-N-A. -A. It's a task manager app that we've been using now for a couple of years, and it has been really transformative. The beauty and the simplicity of Asana is, first of all, it's free. Uh, you can, of course, upgrade it. But uh, it does something that once you start using, you may wonder why you never were doing it this way before, and that is that you can assign tasks to yourself and to individuals of any type, very simply, that come up on your phone or your computer, and they have a due date. And, uh, and so your day can be organized with a series of tasks that you've set up for yourself, repeated tasks, that when they are finished, you will know that your day is done. And that's kind of a key thing. The second thing I would consider is that you set up a CRM, a client relationship manager. And a CRM is a key tool that basically databases all of your inquiries and leads and accounts in such a way that you can easily access them. If you're serious about your business, you're going to be in business for a long time and you're going to be looking back at that client that hired you two years ago that's calling about the specific type of Rudbeckia that you put in and you're going to want to look up some information that you may have written down. You're also going to want to tabulate where people reach you from and be able to kind of do metrics around your marketing that you're best advised pulling from actual calls and inquiries that are made. You want to know where people found you and uh, what advertising or marketing that you're doing is the most effective. You'll also, of course, want contract software or what I would call mutual agreement software. Uh, and I would suggest you set up a digital agreement system so that someone can sign online. If you still have people signing by uh, on by hand, you're really kind of doing it in an antiquated way that takes so much longer to do and is so much more cumbersome. 
of course, if you're not having anybody sign anything at all, then, you know, you are really living on the edge. But think about DocuSign or the Adobe Cloud uh, document system, something like that. There's a bit of a charge for that, but it's well worth it. You'll want to set up an estimating software. I would suggest you start in Excel, but you could also buy a product uh, like Jobber or Aspire or Co-Construct or Element or others. But I would be very conscious of how much you're going to be charged for some of those things. Some of those companies actually take a percentage of your income. And so that type of an arrangement, I think, is a definite no-no. You shouldn't be expending very much for that. And what you'll find is those types of softwares appear to be very comprehensive, but they really are not as much as you think. So you may have find yourself using a CRM or something separate from the one that's offered inside one of those complex systems because it doesn't offer the functionality that you expect. You'll also want to set up a scheduling software. For simplicity, Outlook Calendar or Gmail, Gmail Calendar are adequate to do that type of thing. And you'll want naming conventions and maybe color and symbol conventions around that based upon the type of work you're doing, whether it's signed work or a pending account or a warranty follow-up or a punch list or something like that. So having colors assigned to certain things can make it easy to visualize it, say, on a phone if you're looking at it quickly. One of the greatest tools ever for landscape designers is Google Earth. And you need Google Earth on your... Uh, laptop on your Chrome opening page because you'll use that to talk intelligently with a client on a video chat or to do some early site analysis or to get some rough measurements about certain things. Also to set up a base map for a CAD plan, that type of thing. But Google Earth is an unbelievably powerful tool. And then consequently also all of the municipal sites for property research. You can use Google Earth and Maps with the municipal sites when you're doing video consulting and I'd suggest you do that. So if you have a video call coming up, you open those two things up as separate tabs and when you're talking to somebody you could actually be looking at their front yard and talking about some of the elements having never visited, which is really useful I think. You'll of course want to link to sites like I would say Home Depot and Amazon and that type of thing to find generic materials and some of the more detailed suppliers like Ewing and Horizon and depending on where you live it may be another type of supplier like that but you want to quickly link to them. And then you'll want to also access, Mon I would say Monrovia and some of the other useful large nursery sites for plant knowledge and inside track information around new cultivars and that type of thing. That might be a one-off, but it's important to uh, know a good bit about that because that is in many ways what people think is your highest level of expertise. It's important also to link to regional nurseries that you're using so you can check availability, which is one of the most critical things that landscape designers are not doing effectively, and that is to find the material that's available now, uh, not to mention that looks good right now. These are all simple, easy to set up techniques that'll help you to make your work run more smoothly. Hey, there's a lot going on, but how do you really know when you're overloaded? As I said earlier, I think time tasks from Asana or some type of task manager like that can tell you when you're done for the day. That's a really critical thing to try to set up. When we start a new project, we have a default board with repeated tasks that we duplicate. These tasks are then dated and assigned to come up at the appropriate time. If we sign a project, let's say for three months from now, 
we know there's going to be a job set up. We know there's going to be site visits. We know there are going to be plant coordination. Usually we know that we're going to do a walkthrough. We know we're going to schedule, say, a honey bucket or a line locate for that type of thing. Those things all have to be done, but they have to be done in a certain cadence at some future date. So when the project signs, you can assign those dates and they come up at the appropriate time a couple of months from now and you don't forget to do them, you know, informing the client or maybe following up with the client uh, uh, when the project's done to say, um, how are you doing? How's everything looking? So it's a really important tool to use that takes a simple thing, but um, that without it, you'd have to pull all that stuff out of your mind and remember it each time. To be able to really set a routine and predictability to your project management, you need to make a list of these typical tasks that you repeatedly need to do. And then put these generic tasks in at your best anticipated times in the calendar. Then you can override and specify each item as it comes up. You don't have to necessarily go to that site visit meeting at three o'clock today that you know, is not necessarily a meeting with the client, but just when you're going to be come, coming by, you might be doing that in the morning instead. But it's just important to know what you had anticipated the routine to be based upon your load of work for the day. As a landscape architect with a design build company, my typical week needs to address these kinds of typical tasks. First of all, opening and closing at our shop. We have two shops, one at the nursery and one at the office. And I may be at either one of those to meet crews or some staff to go over a number of things. Job setups to start new projects, which are typically in the morning. You wouldn't set those up in the afternoon. Typically, you're going to do those in the morning when the working uh, folks arrive and you want to get everything going and everything lined out. Office time, of course, with meetings and estimating and planning, like we talked about earlier, HR stuff and supplier meetings and things of that nature. For me, also working from home, I work from home uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and I try to time my Seattle clients in that kind of a time frame. Whereas on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I cross the water here across Lake Washington and I do all what we call our east side clients. So and then what are your site visits with key times, you know, site visits are going to check on certain things that maybe haven't occurred yet, but you need to be aware of. You might do one a week. You might do one every day. I don't know. But key times would include like set for me, setting plants, checking uh, hardscape alignments, that type of thing. Um, and so you'll want to have those dates kind of set up in advance. Client meetings and potential client meetings are absolutely critical. So how many are you going to have each week and how far are you booked out? A key thing that's asked very often from a potential client is, when can I meet with you? And if you're just poking around and finding the first open spot in your calendar, you're really not doing it intelligently. You need to set it up where you know that you're doing this area at this time. And so you have, can give a very specific list of dates and the client can choose from those. There's some key software around that as well that you could use that really automates it. I don't really do it that way. But um, I do have a fixed cadence of dates that I use for what I would call my east side and my west side clients, depending on where I'm anticipating I'm going to be. And then, of course, walkthroughs and that type of thing so that at the end of a project, you can close it out adequately. These are all important, but simplified things to think about scheduling into your whole calendar. As you start to organize your time, think about optimal times for each item on a typical week, knowing that all of these things can vary. I think sometimes it's a situation exists where someone thinking in this manner might think, well, this is kind of cookie cutter and I'm not necessarily going to 
put my week together that way. But I think if you put a structure to it and then you can alter the structure as you get closer, it keeps everything into a rhythm that kind of relaxes it and makes the entire work effort a little calmer. Um, for example, how often should you be on site and why? How many clients can you see and estimate in a week? So set your lead or potential client meetings by area, perhaps, based upon where you live. For me, as I said, I work near our nursery facility on the east side of Lake Washington in Woodenville. And I work there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's when I set what I would call my east open meetings. However, I live in Seattle, west of Lake Washington, near the Fremont Bridge. I work at home on Tuesday and Thursday. I see clients on that side on those days, and I do site visits then on all of my Seattle clients as well. Office time is similarly preset. Estimating time is shoehorned in as available, but it is preset. Planning time ties in with the estimating. And all of these dates are set generically to repeat every week and what some might seem as an over-organization, an overkill, but if you do it, it'll start to set a certain calm predictability to your schedule over time. Keep in mind, again, that you can simply change it as you need it. But if you realize that you have to set a client meeting three months from now, trust me, you'll be glad you set a predictable cadence to the anticipated visit dates well in advance. And of course, your personal time is critical too. So good luck with this, but you know, when you're measuring success, you need to do it in your own way. I think you do get a well-needed perspective as you get older. Those shiny objects that you value kind of lose their luster over time. If I could have seen myself as I am now, many years ago when I was starting out, I managed a nursery in 1979. Uh, I think if I saw myself now I'd be both pleasantly surprised and freakishly horrified. I might say to my older self, hey, you built some nice stuff. You've come a long way from that $70 a week job at the hardware store. But geez, dude, you're almost bald and frankly, you're a little pear-shaped. So what the heck? Then again, you've raised three wonderful kids and most of amazing thing of all, you're still with that girl you met when she was 16. Not too shabby, dude. So in the end... You know, business be damned. It's just a means to an end, isn't it? Nobody really cares about your big business moments. You do. And hey, if you can do it in peace and with passion and make a profit, Godspeed to you. But the real metric of meaning won't be found in your work. That's just a game that you play, a skill that you develop, and dice that you're rolling. The golden core of your life will be in those aspects that were so obvious to you all along the comfort of your family, your health, and the love of your life. And those hard-won jewels will be just the things that throw all your world into a beautiful chaos, despite all the things that you plan.